Hello listeners, so good to be back. Your constant messages kept us supercharged while we worked on season 2 of Boss DK podcast. Our endeavor is to bring you bigger, better stories and we sincerely hope that we do justice to that mission. Our debut episode of season 2 is a never impending topic, water conservation. We Bangaloreans, I'm sure, enjoy the unexpected showers in Bangalore. But did you know that Bangalore receives over 200 centimeters of rains annually, and if harvested in the right way, would solve 80% of the water needs in Bangalore? Why exactly aren't we doing it? What role do we have to play in ensuring sustainability? To educate us, we have with us Ganesh Shanbag. Ganesh is a Master's of Science in Technology in Computer Networks from Manipal University. He is a software engineer with Dialpad in India but his passion is sustainable living. Ganesh has created an efficient rainwater harvesting system design and has implemented it at over 100 apartment complexes in Bangalore. Every such apartment complex will now rely on rains for over 6 months in a calendar year thanks to Ganesh's model. He has also designed a sustainable sewage treatment unit. It is power neutral, uses only gravity, chemical neutral uses only physical filtration rather than using chlorine and operator free to know more about this we are going to have a quick conversation with ganesh on all the stuff that he's done welcome to the boss dk podcast ganesh we are really thrilled to have this extremely important conversation with you that impacts each one of us not only in bangalore but also in other cities of india hey adish hi deepa Thanks for having me here. Hey Ganesh, thank you. Good having you. Great. So G- Ganesh, we know we know you do a lot of wonderful work towards sustainable living and uh, we've read about the work that you've done. We've heard you on radio. Uh, we've seen you in the news. Uh, you've done some phenomenal work towards sustainable living. But what was the motive towards you moving towards sustainable living and you know the whole concept of modernizing rainwater harvesting i would call it uh, because traditional methods didn't seem to be as effective as the way you've done it so how did you you know come upon this idea and how did you take it through okay uh, so before i answer your question right let me take you through a small little history right about the place where we stay the bengaluru right um, this place bengaluru right derives its name from a inscription which is called begur inscription which is just at the nageshwara temple across the begur lake which is one of the biggest lakes in bangalore right it date it dates back to somewhere around 860 ad that's like nearly 1200 years old city what we live in right so unfortunately uh, in the year 2018 uh, this begur lake if we would have seen uh, we would get the real idea how the urban development is killing our water bodies okay so the lake had shrunk by about 3/4 of its size and then it was polluted and all of a sudden the government authorities decides to renovate it and by renovation what they did was they just opened the pond and they drained the entire lake so you know uh, the lake uh, it's it's a ecosystem in itself it caters to irrigation it caters to agriculture as well as it maintains the groundwater level and probably as you know 70% to 80% of bengalurians rely only on borewell water right so as soon as this begur lake was drained you may not believe me uh, in a radius of 15 kilometers around the begur lake almost all the borewells went dry 
So in a single day, my apartment, the place where I stay in, Metropolis Gurukripa, which is just at the Singhasangra, we lost five borewells at in a single day. Right. So that was the situation what we were in. And uh, there are so many experts who talk about this. And uh, the expert opinion what came in was dig your deep well, uh, dig your borewell deeper. Right. So, and you may not believe me, uh, my neighbors have actually dug it at 2,500 feet deep. Okay. So, that's the story of more than 50% borewells in Bengaluru. Okay. I don't know the quality of water they are getting, how much arsenic levels they have. But yes, to survive, we are doing something. We are digging deeper, deeper, deeper. Probably one fine day, we will reach the crust itself. Right. But is this a scalable solution? That, that was the question what I asked to myself. Then I started uh, doing some experimentations, like I purchased some rainwater gorges on uh, Amazon or AliExpress at that particular point in time. And I started keeping it on the terrace uh, to observe the rainfall pattern. And I also did some kind of a geographic study of Bangalore. I mean, uh, we all know Bangalore as a metropolitan city. It's like Silicon Valley of India, but we never knew Bangalore is also a hill station. It's at an elevation of 950 meters above the sea level. It's roughly around 3000 feet and it's comparable to Uti in all the respects, except the urbanization. It's, it's, it's any other hill station, right? That's the reason Britishers came over here and they established in Bangalore with the garrison over here. So uh, when I was doing this particular calculations, uh, it, what shocked me was that year, 2018-19 uh, time frame, it rained about 1350 mm of rainfall, right? And that makes Bangalore the wettest metropolis. Okay, so when we have 1350 mm of rainfall per year, what are we doing? We are just letting it out on the roads. We are clogging outer ring road. We are making Belandur fly over as Solukere back again. Right? Or we are leaving it to the drains and ultimately it reaches Varshabhavati, Arkavati, it floods them and reaches somewhere. It reaches the Arabian Sea. We are not we are not at all using it. Okay. And the calculation what I did was like if we are able to conserve this 1350 mm of annual rainfall, that caters to 85% of what Bangalore requires. Okay. Then I started doing the like visibility analysis of what can be done in our building uh, as to make ourselves Atmanirbhar with respect to water, self-sustainable, right? Um, so when I started doing the calculations, I realized that 80% of the apartments, whichever are sold in Bangalore, they already have a rainwater harvesting system built in, okay? But everything is on paper, Nam ke vaste, as they call it just for getting the approvals. I I can bet you over here, not even a single system is such a full-fledged system which works. And residents don't even care. Finally, what matters them is they get their individual small little uh, flat, which is like 1500 square feet, say, and they just stay and they don't even bother to check the systems whether builder has implemented it properly or not. Right? So that's when I went and I checked and all these stories followed that we also had an Amke Vaste system. Then I thought of making it better. So how do I make it better? I went on uh, looking for multiple articles uh, 
and uh, I refer to videos of a uh, scientist in Bangalore by name Dr. Shiv Kumar who is also known as Rain Man. Right? I went on to refer multiple such videos and then started making a solution. Then I realized that the solution whatever I was looking for it costed around 4 lakh rupees. And trust me like raising this 4 lakh rupees from the residents is a very difficult job. Right? We have about 88 flats and people don't even like to contribute for anything apart from the regular maintenance. Okay. Then what happened was like, okay, we somehow had to get this system. And by the way, uh, when this uh, Begur Lake had dried up, by, by default, we had went into tanker option. And tanker itself is a mafia in Bangalore. So automatically, our maintenance cost had shot up by 50 paisa square feet. Right. So then I, I thought of some kind of a plan where like we can do this rainwater harvesting system implementation in three different phases rather four different phases one proof of concept and three phase implementation so what i did was like i sourced all the raw materials whichever are required like the rainwater filters the uh, i mean the the line filter or the drip irrigation filter as we call them so i sourced it from aliexpress and uh, no matter what aliexpress was one of the cheapest where we could get all these things directly sourced um, and we got it in bulk and like we spent around like 20,000 rupees uh, from the maintenance corpus and we installed the system uh, for roughly about like 5,000 square feet to rooftop area in the month of January 2019. Okay, And luckily that year, uh, February 26, 2019, if I'm not wrong, that's the date when it started raining in Bangalore. That was the first day it started raining in Bangalore. And you may not believe me, by the time we hit May, which are the peak summer months, uh, February, April, March and uh, till May, uh, we had saved over 2 lakh rupees worth of water bill, which otherwise we would have paid to tankers. Right? The initial seed investment was 20,000 and that investment brought in some amount of saving which we could reinvest. Right? The saving whatever we did, we reinvested in phase number, uh, the next phase of this rainwater harvesting system, where we catered to about say 13,000 square feet of the rooftop, which was roughly half of our building. And that system we commissioned and over the course of next six months that brought in another 3 lakh rupees saving out of which we invested further 2 lakh rupees for the remaining part of our building and thus we completed the rainwater harvesting system in three different phases a proof of concept where i could make residents realize that the system is worth investing in it's not any other system which is like may work may not work it will work and uh, just it's a proof of concept like the 20000 rupees was the risk which we took uh, if it works works otherwise 20000 rupees is not a very big amount for the societies right so luckily it worked we went on to next phase we went into subsequent phase and finally we completed the whole building uh, the rainwater harvesting for the entire building which is like 25,000 square feet of the residential area and uh, about 12,000 square feet from the commercial building which is adjacent to us so what is the difference what we brought in with respect to the other rainwater harvesting methods is like 
typically when somebody suggests doing the rainwater harvesting right they suggest about underground wood recharge the ground table recharge right so in bangalore uh, it so happens that i recharge my pits but somebody else pulls it out right so as i told you my neighbors have a 2500 feet depth borewell and our borewells are at 800 feet definitely there is no point in recharging the ground and somebody else pulling it out so the way i suggested people and like the way i have been suggesting other apartments to do is rainwater is the purest form of water right it comes at tds of about 50 and it is at a normal ph of about 6.5 to 7 is the purest form of water just small little filtering here and there you can directly consume it and we had built a underground storage of 2 lakh liters and in bangalore typical bangalore rainfall in 40 minutes of rain we fill up 2 lakh liters of water and this 2 lakh liters cater to next 5 days for the apartment right 88 flats run only on the rainwater for 5 days and it so happens in bangalore every fourth day it rains you can see the pattern right it it rains every fourth day at least in the rainy seasons and what we have seen is by doing this method we are able to run the apartment for 6 months continuously without taking a single drop of water from outside right so the rainwater is directly harvested is made potable and is used for drinking bathing washing and all other applications and then whatever goes to the ground i will talk about it a bit later right so you may ask me like only you are consuming what are you doing to th- increase the ground water level okay so that is the most question that's a more uh, like uh, that's the question which i get more often okay so uh, so rainwater harvesting is one part of the solution to cater to bengaluru's requirement great so i i actually had a question for you when you were talking about you know people digging 2500 uh, feet down into the earth uh, how safe is it for the environment uh, and how safe is it to even consume that water uh, at from that level because we don't know what's happening down there so bangalore has i mean again i will talk little bit about something else apart from rainwater harvesting right so bangalore is one city where uh, the per capita income is really good right and second thing is we take pride in paying the maintenance money <laughs> okay so it's like inferiority complex what we have in oh i pay 4 rupees square feet my neighbor pays 3 rupees square feet he lives in a downgraded apartment right that's what is the mentality where we live in and trust me there are systems which make any kind of water into a good water made consume lot of chemicals made consume huge amount of power but immaterial people don't even care but those systems are available see when there are systems which can desalinate the sea water into potable water underground water is not a big deal right so we have a lot of ion exchange systems probably like i can i don't want to name the apartments but i have visited the apartments where they use like about 500 kg of brine per day just to treat the groundwater which is extracted from 2500 below right so it's very simple right you have money you get the water that's that's the concept where we are living in we don't want anything for free right rainwater comes for free <laughs> yeah you hit the nail on the head i think in terms of uh, the bangalorean mentality and uh, of course uh, very nostalgic because i come from the time when uh, bangalore was called as the city with the english weather so 
completely relate to you know the ooty kind of uh, weather and we have our uh, my co-host is from uh, kunur near ooty so he takes great pride in saying you know i come from the hills but bangalore used to be like that uh, but the sad news is also that uh, you know uh, i think in the past year or more than a year or so we kind of read that uh, bangalore's waterbed is set to dry in the next probably 10 15 years or so right um so while you do all this gadesh what do you think is the role of the authorities or the government really in helping us address this really crucial um i think it's almost a danger if we don't have water what do we do right so what is the role that the authorities are playing in the effort that you are really looking at sustainable living okay um so to answer to your question deepa uh, so when my uh, articles came started coming in the newspapers like vijay karnataka the bangalore mirror um and uh, i and it was uh water day world water day and uh, our honorable pm narendra modi ji was addressing the man ki baat radio program and he said one phrase jan shakti for jal shakti and immediately after like i turned off the broadcast i got a call right and that call was from our honorable mp tejasvi surya's office right so they called me up and they wanted to know more details on this so looking at the way we are working uh, i mean we, we are re- really grateful to whatever events happened after that uh, we as a society the metropolis gurukrupa residents welfare association as a society were nominated for the second national water awards right and this nomination directly came in from tejasvi surya who is the mp of bengaluru south and with this nomination came in lot of other opportunities for us Uh, a team from uh, ministry of jal shakti right which is headed by gajendra singh shekhawat and a team from uh, ministry of jal shakti which is also called a central water commission they visited us to see what actually we are doing and what are the changes we are bringing in in our surroundings the team from cwc actually made a report which was known as the ground truthing report for bengaluru right it captures all the details about whatever you brought out like the dying waterbed level um, the problems with respect to digging more the health issues associated with it the arsenic poisoning and luckily i was able to contribute in that particular report uh, so this report was submitted to the ministry at the central level but at the state level or what what a mahanagar palika level we call yeah for uh, namesake after, like uh, after such multiple reports were submitted the rainwater harvesting and the sewage treatment is made mandatory for any building which has more than 40 dwellable units i think recently they changed it to 20 or so uh, so they made it mandatory but again whether it is really getting implemented or re- it's only on the paper only i mean i am i'm little skeptical in answering this particular thing whatever i have seen most of the systems are only on the paper right and the second part of this is about illegal borewells typically a borewell has to be registered but 
uh, I, I will tell it on record not more than 10% of the bore wells in bengaluru are resistant right so and, and how so, many bore wells are there per uh, area would you know that i'm sure you know yeah, that yeah so like a given square kilometer has no less than 50 55 bore wells five bore wells per 50 square meter yes. area is registered yes. definitely so uh, any apartment has minimum of four to five bore wells that's the level where we are in right our only duty is to pull out the water we don't want to do anything about regenerating it right so yeah so authorities have to step in to curb number one the illegal borewells right second are they whenever they are giving the approvals they have to make sure that uh, their all the systems are properly there and they are operational and also they have to make a follow up checks right uh like a year like year annual check or like the uh, f- check once in 5 years uh, something like this to make sure all the systems are working and third uh the approvals with without seeing the system just signing the approvals should stop in whatever whatever it is it should stop so uh, you spoke about uh water rainwater harvesting as well as rainwater regeneration uh, you know one is taking it one is also giving it back and then taking it back when needed and you are also into making sure you uh, dispose waste in a very responsible manner uh, right in in your apartment i think you've also installed something to do with the sewage uh, in there can you talk about that a little please okay uh, so yeah um i am sure you would have seen a template of pwssb bill which comes in at the end of a month right so it will have two components associated with it the supply component and the sewerage component so the way bangalore pwssb charges is if you consume say 1 lakh liters of water they charge you for 2 lakh liters considering the discard as well okay so there are uh, i mean bwssb is just doing this for increasing their tariff okay but the real issue of bangalore is where finally is this sewage entering it is entering our water bodies so if you if you go and see uh, a place uh, which is near kumbalgodu just beside the bisleri factory there is a vrishbhavati river flowing okay so if you just go and see there you don't call it vrishbhavati river rather you call it a nala right i mean it's it's called uh, i forgot the name but it is called some nala right it's completely pitch black water and that's what causes lot of foam and what is this this is just because we are dumping our sewage water into our water bodies and uh, we have already killed like more than 700 lakes in bangalore we already killed both the rivers which are flowing in bangalore right with by doing all such kind of activities so one particular solution for this is treat the sewage in house right and it's not a rocket science i uh, if you go to my hometown which is like uttar kannada district we all have this concept there is no underground sewage line over there every house treats the i mean the waste they generate they call it septic tanks or something like that i'm sure like you would have heard about this so so i like again as i said mine is a 88 flat apartment and on paper it should have a operational stp but as usual like in bangalore it it just exists doesn't was not there in the operations so we like 
the residents over here we started tweaking the system to make it more efficient and we started uh, using organic subst substrates instead of using the harmful chlorine we tried to do a lot of optimization we used tried to use a lot of bacteria uh, for consuming the sewage before it is processed and we were successful and we are treating like more than 50000 liters of sewage per day and 50000 liters of sewage brings in 45000 liters of treated water okay out of which 25 to 30000 liters of water is consumed for flushing gardening vehicle washing and all other floor cleaning activities and the 20000 liters whatever remains is going to the underground recharge pit so in this way we are making sure our groundwater level gets recharged every day it's not only in the rainy season so as i mentioned in rainy season we directly consume the rainwater but we are also uh, contributing to the efforts of increasing the groundwater level in bangalore by letting the treated water into our recharge pits on a daily basis roughly about 20000 liters of water goes into ground every day and apart from this i have designed my own system which is uh, deployed in my home at Hubali. So uh, I am in a process of uh, like making a patent out of it. Uh, so the sewage treatment system, what I have deployed at Hubali is something unique. Why it is unique is because it doesn't consume chemicals. It doesn't consume power. It works purely on gravity. And third is it's operator free. Like we commissioned it on July 26, 2020 and it's still like about eight months as of now it's running operator free and it's working very nicely and my house was the first house in upali to run independent house in upali to run with the sewage treatment plant um, i think the onus is on us to make all these systems work because what we've understood is everything is on paper but nothing is actually getting implemented so it is on us as you know people who occupy apartments or you know uh, even independent houses to get this running. Uh, so is there is there uh, some kind of education material or you know some place that people can actually reach out to to understand more about this and you know how to go about it or you know any any resources that are available? Uh, yes. So I am a part of a volunteer organization which is called I Live Simply Moment. So this is the movement, it's a global movement which is launched by uh, Mr. Sonam Vangchuk, uh, who is the founder of SECMOL and HIAL, Himalayan Institute of Alternatives in Ladakh. Um, so I have actually given the entire presentation to him on how we are tackling the rainwater harvesting in Bangalore and he was quite impressed to have this system in Bangalore because he is one of the greatest environment engineers of our time right so he is one who devised the ice stupa which is saving glaciers and uh, from the global warming so i am part of his movement so as part of that particular global movement i have conducted multiple workshops uh, where people visit us and they come and see the systems have a look and feel of this and they kind of go back and call me up in their apartments and like we design a system and Finally, it's like more than 150 apartments where I have done these kind of work. So on demand basis, yes, on weekends, I will be doing these kind of workshops. 
and yeah definitely people can drop in a mail to me uh, at ganesh4889 at gmail.com g-a-n-e-s-h 4889 at the rate gmail.com and I will definitely get back to them so yes and uh, the second thing what I wanted to tell is like any system to get implemented in this scale requires some kind of a volunteering effort let it be a small scale volunteering effort from that apartment itself like if there are four or five like-minded people who can take this activity further that makes uh, the things very smoother and very easier to implement I, I should say, Ganesh, that this has been an eye-opening conversation uh, because normally al- almost everything that we do is just to make a checkbox, right? It's done on, on paper, like you said, and everything that we do is just taking off that checkbox. So, but thanks to people like you who actually take time away from everything else that you need to do and fix these problems. I'm sure not everybody is capable of doing this it also requires some level of understanding of the science also so thanks for putting in that effort and i'm sure it's going to benefit a lot of people who's who are listening to this podcast and i'm hoping they reach out to you to understand how they can implement in their apartments thank you very much for this conversation we really enjoyed talking to you yeah, thanks yadush and thanks deepa for having me over here uh, it was great talking thank to you thank you ganesh thanks for your time Thank you for staying tuned to Boss DK, the podcast. We really appreciate you spending time to listen to us. If you have a unique story to tell or if you know someone who has a unique story to share, then please do send us your nominations on Instagram, Twitter or BossDKPodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to tell us how we're doing on this podcast. Until next time, keep it real.